TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And now they'll bring in Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel holds his eyes right down the middle of the field and throws a perfect ball. NFL veteran for 14 seasons. Snap, play fake. Daniel going to arch it down the right side. In the end zone. Pass, caught. Touchdown, Allen Robinson. Bears have taken the lead. Coming back from 17 down. Super Bowl champion. Get ready to party with the Lombardi, New Orleans. It's already started. The miracle in Miami has happened. The Saints have won the Super Bowl. Former Bears quarterback. The beauty of us having Chase here, you feel so lucky and fortunate that there's zero panic. Guys are just focused. They understand. They believe in him. Analyst for The Athletic, the 33rd team and NFL Network. Quite honestly, I don't know if the front office office and polls thought that Justin would make this decision so difficult uh-huh. because because like it, it really is like it, it has like I almost think in polls his head in the back of his head he was probably thinking like all right we'll see what Justin's got but like you know he ain't gonna make it that hard on us he, the dude has made it tough uh-huh. everyone's yeah. talking about it national media's talking about it, so you better get it right uh-huh. Chase Daniel with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 the score see Chase on our Twitch and YouTube stream watch the Chase Daniel show on YouTube. He's with us now on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. And he drops these, you know, film reviews. But I mean, Chase, I mean, 47 seconds this thing hits my timeline before we're having Jan and the headline. I'm more convinced than ever that Justin Fields is the QB of the future for the Chicago Bears. I went back and watched every game he played this year and did the deepest of dives into his play on the field. Justin Fields full season review breakdown. More convinced than ever, sir? Yeah, first of all, sorry. Uh, well, first of all, the intro, the new intro, right? Like this this is, I think, one of the last shows I'm doing. It's uh, applauds. Like, like you just, you guys have the best in all of radio. That's the first point. Second point, sorry for the 47 seconds before. This took me a really long time. Because I had to go into every game, rewatch every single game. So I spent a lot of time on this, and I hope that everyone likes it because – it was interesting interesting to me to go back to the first game of the year and even like through that KC game, which I thought on offense was the low point uh, for the most part in the early season. And then just to see the change in him the next few games, obviously he got hurt in Minnesota, and then the both Detroit games, the second Minnesota game, and then down the stretch – I'm looking at it and I'm just like, man, this might be a quarterback in Justin Fields that has had the highest level of growth this year of any quarterback in the NFL. And that's saying something. 
Um, but but when you actually just go and truly just watch the film, forget about what media are saying, forget about all these talking heads, and just go and just really study the the tape, I, I was probably more impressed um, with him than I probably let on. And everyone knows I'm a big Fields believer, but just the the amount of growth he's shown from from game one to game, he played 13 games, really 12 and a half. If you don't count Minnesota, it, it was, it was, it was impressive. It really was. Wow. Um, watching some of the video during the break, I saw that your first play was from the Packers game. You mentioned there's a play from the Tampa game play from Kansas city. Um, so you go all the way back and watch the whole thing. And then you talk about the growth. The question is, can you dependably say that growth is going to continue. You feel like it is going to continue. I, don't, I definitely don't think he's hit his ceiling. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to continue. I, I just think in general, if just quarterback play in the NFL, for, forget about Justin Fields for 10 seconds, quarterback play. You want to be able to show growth and you want to be able to show your experience, right? He's had going on three years of playing and like the jump of what I've seen from quarterbacks from year one to year two is pretty good. Two to three is good, but three to four, when you've really, if Justin stays in Chicago and you're staying within the same scheme, you're staying with the system, you get some help at receiver, like that to me is really a telling year from three to four. And, um, you know, I, it's, I think he's, his ceiling is going to continue to grow. And I think with the experience, I hate that he missed those four or five games, however many he missed. Um, because I would have loved to see a full season of him playing. But I think just his pocket presence, right? Like that to me, and everyone talked about it. We talked about it early in the year on these shows, was the processing speed and his pocket presence. He was taking an insane amount of sacks. Obviously, got to fix the fumbles. Um, but like he's he's a good enough he he like I said top twenty I think right or, like he's a good enough guy in my opinion that can be a top fifteen top twelve quarterback like I I truly believe it wow. and I I don't know if it's gonna happen I, I think you have to surround your quarterback any quarterback with special players and DJ Moore had a hell of a season thought Cole Komet played really well and 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 going back and watching the <laughs> the latest Green Bay game. Like I, it was probably the worst offensive line play for that team all year long. Like dude didn't have a chance back there. I'm not making excuses for him. He left some throws out on the field, but you gotta have a good pocket and you gotta, you gotta build an offense around him. And I think if you do that, he can be, he can be a really good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that is so interesting because like everything that you're saying sounds really good and would be really exciting chase and not at all complicated if they didn't have the number one pick. You know, hundred percent. If, if they, we're not if, even having this conversation, right? If they had the fifth and ninth pick, we'd be like, "Oh my god, okay, awesome. let's, let's build around awesome. them and see what we got. Yeah, let's see, see what they got." Because, because even left be, tackle, receiver. Because even between ten and twelve, if you have an opportunity to take the number one quarterback and reset the contract clock, you consider it. If you if you have the twelfth best quarterback in football and you can get a guy who you think can be top five, who's younger and cheaper. I think that team considers it. Like maybe you disagree, Chase, but like I think if Dallas had the number one pick, they yeah. would they would consider. I don't know if they would or not. Wouldn't, but they would consider drafting Caleb Williams or Drake May to move on from from Dak Prescott. Like I I think it's a short list of guys that you yeah. just flat out say no to if the experts are right 
and the quarterbacks at the top of this draft are as good uh, as as they say they are. Yeah, I mean the the, the Dak one's an interesting. I, I mean, uh, with the way he's played, I, I think he's probably had his best season. But, uh, he but has. I, I do agree. You know, you're, he's going to reset the market, and you're going to have to pay him damn near sixty million dollars to play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys next year. He's he's going to be mark my words. We talked about he's going to be the highest paid player in all of football. Right, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you and know, then you he just, has to be a guy it, who elevates the team because it's harder 100%. to pay the left tackle yeah. and the receiver and the edge rusher and the corner when you pay yeah. that. To, and you and you want to have a quarterback who's worth it, like fifteen in Kansas City, you know, like like Burrow, right? But like that's the that's the tricky yeah. part right there. So is Fields good enough so that he can get to a place where you can pay him fifty million a year in a couple of years? And you have cheap guys at other premium positions, and he can elevate them as a passer. Is he good enough to do that? I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think the jury's still out. Right. And so you would say, well, if the jury's still out, then you need to move on from him. Only because and, you have the number one pick. Yeah. And and even if you had, even if you had the third pick, dude, like uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May are, are the two that I've studied just a little. I'm going to dig more into them now that we have playoffs, less teams playing. But those are really the only two. So even if you have the third pick, right? right? But then it doesn't make sense. And if you just, I just look, I mean, yeah, it's such a difficult decision and it might be easy for Ryan Poles, but if you, if you were to trade back from one, even to, to two or three, think about how much draft capital you're getting. Yep. And, and, and I'm sure Ryan Poles in the back of his mind is saying, okay, who's coming down the pipeline, maybe two years later. Or a year later, like, are they as good or are they better than Drake May or Caleb Williams? I don't think so. So, like, this is the year that you want to be picking one if you're really interested in a quarterback. And I just go back to, like, the Ryan Poles decision. Because it, it's so fascinating to me because I, I I promise you, he in the back of his mind, he was probably thinking, like, man, I hope this is an easy decision. Like, I hope that – but the way Justin has played – as of late, you would argue that that is no longer an easy decision for Ryan Foles. See, that that's interesting in and of itself. The numbers over these last seven games themselves are not great. It's like 61% completion percentage. It's five passing touchdowns, three interceptions. A couple of those are on Hail Marys, uh, yeah. though, at, at the end. So it, that brings it in there. But there's 20 sacks. There's six fumbles. It's a QB rating of around 81. That kind of thing. You, uh, There have certainly been moments. But I guess my question is, Chase, is there enough on schedule? And you're one of the people that taught us this this conversation. Enough on schedule, not improvisation, five-step drop, boom, quick throw stuff. Like, is he given an opportunity to do enough of that? And have you seen enough progress with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. I, I think the first eight games, seven games that I saw, absolutely not. But I think he's shown an innate ability. I don't know what happened. Like, something clicked in his mind. Maybe it's just the experience factor playing. Like, something has clicked in his mind where he's getting the ball out or he's taking off. And that's all you can ask. I know a ton of quarterbacks that play that way. And I would ask you, like, the last seven games, numbers don't sound great. What's their record? Four and right? three. Are they four, and three. four and three. Went two and but two against you, the division. Yeah, and you would say that they that that just – it's like, in my opinion, it's more than numbers. Like, the way the fan base, the way the team has been galvanized around Justin and the way he's played, he pretty much, in my opinion, like, like if, if they didn't finish strong down the stretch – Right, they were four and two before this last game. If they didn't finish strong down the stretch, like you would probably say Eber's gone, and you would you would just blank slate start over. And so you you could which make is an still what I'm advocating for, by the job. way. 
What do you say? I said it's still what I'm advocating for, by the way. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, but yeah. You, know, you know why, Chase, though? You were here, man. It, I think that they're going to draft a quarterback at one. And if Eberflus stays, when Mitch was here, he had John Fox and Dowell Loggins for a year. And then they yep. fired him. And you had to bring in Nagy in his second year. So now it's two systems in two years. When they drafted Justin, Nagy was here. Then they fired him in a year. And they brought in Eberflus and Getze. So he had two systems in two years. And if you keep Eberflus and you draft Caleb, and now you got a defensive head coach, you're really risking in the first year or two or even three firing your defensive head coach and making your rookie quarterback on his rookie contract change systems twice in the first couple of years as opposed to marrying the co- the the coach to the quarterback the quarterback to the system and guaranteeing a few years of continuity it just seems like too good of an opportunity to pass up given that they have the number 1 overall pick and respond to that and then I got one more thing about what you're saying about top 12 but go ahead in terms of yeah, marrying yeah. the coach and the in the quarterback yeah Con- continuity um is is really important i would say that a quarterback's learning a new new offensive scheme is not that important. And to be honest, if you're not an hmm. offensive head coach, you don't really deal with the quarterback like ever. And, and it's the offensive side of the football. So, so what part of continuity is important? If if it's not about uh, learning the new scheme and the new terminology, what part is important? Keeping Justin with the same guys and the same people and the same everything like that. To me, that that's important. Now, I mean, look, I just don't I don't hmm. know. I think Eber's done enough to to save his job. Like, like I, I just don't know that, especially with the way the defense played down the stretch, and it gives him a chance if you if you were all in. Because let's be honest, you had your pick of people last year, and you picked Matty Eberflus, right? You, you you decided to hire Eber. And, and when you did that, you were saying, okay, hey, out of all the people in the world, we like it. Like, it's not like you settle. Like, you get your pick. And all of a sudden, after he's shown what he's shown down the stretch, defense playing better, you're just going to say, you know what? No, like not, not, not a chance in hell you're staying. Like, I don't know. All right, but so what about this argument, Chase? Like, before the year, people thought the Texans were a bottom five team in the NFL. And all they of a sudden, were. they were, right? <laughs> and C.J. Stroud comes in and lights the world on fire, is amazing. They go to the playoffs, defensive head coach, and turns Tank Dell and Nico Collins into household names, and they're a live dog in a playoff game, right? Like They're like, oh, yeah, they can absolutely win a postseason game. Rookie quarterback, bad situation. Uh, Jordan Love, you said you think he's going to be the better quarterback than Justin Fields. Youngest team in the league, supposed to be a rebuilding year in the postseason. You just said top five defense for the Bears down the stretch. He shredded them. They, they didn't punt. Like, I'm yep. not terribly interested in settling for the 12th to 15th best quarterback in the NFL, maybe, when I watch football for 11 hours every Sunday and I see dudes doing more with less. <laughs> Am I wrong? I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, no, you're not. And I think that's that's the 40-year struggle for Chicago Bears fans. We've, yeah, I know. You guys have never really had, and I think that's probably getting to you a little bit, and you're getting a little crabby. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And, and, and I have two toddlers at home, okay? Yeah, so well, I'm not I sleeping. Three. I, I got three. I'm not sleeping either. I'm yeah, with you on that. sucks, dude. Um, yeah, so it's just it's an interesting it, – it really is. I mean, there's so many – and this – what we're talking about, you better believe that Ryan Pulse is going through all these types of – conversations with high level people and officials and it's yeah i mean look i just think that 
you have Justin Field, like quarterback play, like miss I go back to Brock Purdy, mystery relevant. Like you don't need to draft one to find a quarterback. You just have to find the right quarterback to fit your system. And look, it's like then you go back to Luke Getzey. Like, what if what if they were to move on from Getzey and get an actual player, like or a coach that would fit a scheme that's run to Justin Fields? So it's it's there's so there's so many deep thoughts and conversations and what ifs and like full house cleaning, keep Eber, fire Eber, keep Justin, mm-hmm. Justin. Look, I, I just think at the end of the day, like I I think they should keep him. What what I think they'll do is I think they'll end up taking Caleb Williams. It's just too hard to pass up. Hmm. Like you were saying, 45 years, 50 years of franchise bad quarterback play. Now you're not, it's not a fact that Caleb is going to be the guy, Like, but you are starting your clock over again. And you're hoping that he's the guy, but you're, like picking you're a shooting your shot. in the first round. Yeah. Like, you're, you're it's just sh- like, yeah, you're shooting your shot mm-hmm. and you're saying, you know what? Like, this is our best chance. Like they're going to do their homework. And it, I mean, dude, it might be Drake may, but like, right. Drake may I think is, is, is the most pro ready quarterback right now. It, 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 Chase, hmm. here's the thing. Danny watches football for 11 hours a day. And he know, does know a ton of stuff, and we've argued this stuff to death. Ryan Poles watches a lot of football, knows a ton of stuff, but he doesn't play right now on this team. You come at it from a player's perspective on this team, and this is the clash that is that is going on here. So your honest thoughts about what we can see and you can see and feel and have heard about the vibes and the chemistry and the fact that the thing is moving in the right direction. It's undeniable. And yes, the offensive coordinator is not a great fit for fields. It, it, that's for sure. So I understand where you're coming from and a ton of listeners are, are with you still. It's very much a split thing in this town. Yeah. The question is if Ryan Poles will care about that. If he will look at the hard line items on the Excel spreadsheet and say, this matters. So fields stays and it's possible that, that he will, but how often do those GMs actually think like that is the question you've dealt with a lot of them. Yeah. I think GMs are two or three years from now in thinking, but I do think it's a hard decision. Like you were saying, because of the way he's galvanized the locker room, like, like you got stud star players, like it, it, it will be an issue for a little bit if you trade Justin Fields, and then they'll get over it. And so, in Ryan Poles' mind, like he, he has a vision, right? A five-year plan on what he's hoping to get done, and it, just like every GM, he's hoping to get these steps done. And I mean, look to have the first pick in the draft and the ninth, like that's a especially with your defense down the stretch. You need you need an offense, and is Justin the guy to run it? It's for him to decide. He, I mean, look, but, it's going to be him and the owners deciding, and that's going to be that. So it, it's going to be a fascinating couple months, man. Chase, do you know Jim Harbaugh? I don't know. Okay. Well, because that's the dream for Bears fans. For, for, yeah. F- former former Bear just won a title, hired an NFL agent, won in the NFL, won at Stanford. Oh, he's, won he's at for sure going to the NFL. From everything I've heard, like he he's going to get the bag. He's going to go to the NFL. Um. And and the 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 Chargers rumors, I mean, you know, it it's it's a little real, and um, hmm. and it starts with the quarterback, who has the best quarterback of all the openings. It's easily the Los Angeles Chargers. He can win right away with that. All right, you know what? We might call you in the off season. I wanted to do some rapid. You've seen everything, and and we've always done the the X's and O's breakdown. 
Can I ask you a couple of rapid fire ones that I'm just curious <laughs> for? All right, rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Chase Daniel. Who is the better play caller, Sean Payton or Andy Reid? Oh, dude, did you? Yeah. Well, how how long did you have to prep this? I've had uh, I've had this I've caller. had I've had this question for like ten weeks. Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Better wow. play caller. I love Andy. Wow. I, know I think you do. He's, I think I think I think Andy's more creative, but I think Sean, dude, when Sean gets into a zone, like I've been on the sideline. For five years with Sean, when he gets into the zone, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. That's fascinating. So Andy may be more creative design or yeah. those kind of things, but Sean's feel for play calling better. Uh, oh, it's insane. That's great. More impressive arm. Pure arm talent. Mahomes or Herbert? Arm talent, Mahomes. Okay. Arm power. <laughs> like Her- 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 Herbert might be up there. It, like probably like one of or two of people I've ever seen throw a football in terms of like zip on it. No, I'm just I've been I've been thinking about guys throughout throughout your career. So when you say arm talent for Mahomes, you're talking about accuracy, every type of platform. There it is. Not even accuracy. Arm talent meaning like platform, the way you throw it, the way you bend it around people, uh-huh. your uh, creativity within throws, over top, all that stuff. To me, I mean that there, there's a reason he's the best quarterback in in the world. And you it's wa- because of that. You watch the film so much on the Bears. You, you, we, obviously, you're studying the quarterback. But bigger need for the Bears offense, a left tackle upgrade from Braxton Jones or a wide receiver two upgrade opposite DJ Moore? Wide receiver two. Not, hmm. even, in my, not even close, in my opinion. Okay. You, you can, dude, if you have a chance, and, and, and look, it, Marvin Harrison Jr. ain't going to be there at nine, I don't think. No. Um, no, 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 no but, like, but, like, one of those guys, even the guy from Washington, like, you get two studs on the outside with Cole, and you get another, like, running back, running back one, running back two, they can be a formidable opponent. Like, you, you can protect. The reason I say you can protect a left tackle with chips and nudges and help him out, you can't have another threat opposite, like, this high in the draft as DJ Moore. You know what I mean? Okay. As as long as Justin or whoever the quarterback is is somebody who doesn't mind throwing it quick and uh and yeah. and, and, and 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 playing the quick game. Uh yeah. for a they need to upgrade at center. We know this. Like Lucas yeah. Patrick, uh Dan Feeney, they've had problems at center with Cody Whitehair with, with snapping and frankly interior A gap pressure. Would you be comfortable pairing rookie quarterback with rookie center? No. Okay. No way. No way. Wow. Especially, but, but, especially with how the, especially with how the college games change. I, I look at these guys in college. First of all, they don't huddle like ever. Okay. <laughs> and, and when they do, they're not calling protections. They're not miking run game. They're not doing, if you're a rookie quarterback and you have to do that in the NFL, you don't want a rookie center and a rookie quarterback doing that. You're going to get your head blown off. Somebody pressures and stuff. Okay. Oh, so, so, so when we're talking about it this off season, we need to be looking for free agent center or trade I, center if they are drafting Caleb so. or Drake May. Yeah, I mean, okay. absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and you said you haven't done the full dive, but what makes you say Drake May is more pro ready than uh, than Caleb? Yeah, I mean, look, I've watched a couple games of both. I think Caleb has, and why I think he'll ultimately go one if the Bears take him or the first quarterback off the board is he reminds a lot of people and I don't, I see it, but not like crazy of the Mahomes style film, mm-hmm. like just different platforms, cr- super creative, 
constantly getting outside of the pocket, just making these splash type plays that make you go, wow. And rightfully so. And then with Drake May, he's more on time in rhythm reminds me of a, of in college, in college, a better like Drew Brees style, just from his feet footwork, his arm talent, his accuracy, his timing, his rhythm. He can make enough plays with his feet. Um, but I've, I've been really impressed with this, with his feet, which is, which is the most important thing as a quarterback, in my opinion. Chase, this has been a lot of fun talking to you all year, man. Thank you for doing such thorough work. People should check out your latest on your YouTube page, the Chase Daniels show, the full breakdown of Justin Fields, full season. And, uh, you know, we'll probably call you uh, later in the off season. Once you've watched more, all 22 on the quarterbacks, if that's Let's all chat. right, man. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Thanks man. It's Chase. been a lot of fun, Chase. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. All right. That's Chase Daniel with us on the Parkins and Spiegel show. A lot of good stuff there. A lot of really good stuff there. Mm-hmm. All right. There are five official openings. Titans, Commanders, Panthers, Falcons, Chargers. No word from the Bears. Maybe on Patriots. Maybe Raiders. Maybe a surprise team. We will ask Peter King why it's taking so long and what he expects. Next on The Score. I am the original talk show window. Peter King in Lake Forest, Illinois with the Bears. I'm Peter King. Hall of Fame writer. The must-read column every single week, Peter King. The great Peter King. Peter King is back. 40 years covering the NFL. 40 years. Host of the Peter King Podcast. Peter already called for him to be, you know. Who did? Peter King? No, PETA. The group that is the people against the ethical treatment of animals. Football morning in America. Not all of us are called King. Not all of us get to walk around with the moniker of King. NBC Sports. After having a long conversation with the NFL's vice president of international stuff. Peter King. I want my general manager to not give a crap what Kenny from Kankakee wants. Somewhere in Kankakee. <laughs> there's, guy a named, there's a Kenny. who just jumped up what off happened? the couch. What did I do? What did I do? Peter. What's with the side swipe? Peter. It's normally, Peter. A, it's normally a bop. This is unbelievable. Kankakee. I'm kid from the Grange. Park, Illinois, that's just trying to be the best he could possibly be every day. Oh, there he is. We love you, King. Peter King with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. Odyssey NFL insider Peter King. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Good afternoon, Peter. Don't you also read the line about exfoliation? about how Old Spice really exfoliates your skin, just makes you feel so much better. I just wanted to add to the general credibility of Old Spice being just a wonderful product. 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too, Peter. There you go. (laughs) Thank you. Uh No problem. We're nothing if not official around here. Uh, Bears fans restless, Peter. No matter what they want, they want to know why they don't have answers. Can you can you explain uh, the timeline and the mechanisms and the hiring processes of like why it's slowed down when she, when we should expect word out of Hallis Hall about what the Bears are going to do with their coaching staff? That's a great question. I wish I had made some phone calls this week. I I Me mean too. this is this is this has really been a. <laughs> a crazy week on several uh, fronts. But I think one of the things I would say is I'm sure what the bears are thinking is we don't have to be in a hurry. You know, it would be nice if we told everybody on this staff who's coming back, who's not and all that. 
but I think they feel like we don't have to rush. I mean, let's just say that they were thinking of making a couple of major changes. Well, a lot of these staffs haven't really shaken out yet. What if you might want somebody on that Tennessee staff? And what if Amy Adams Strunk, after firing Mike Vrabel, has said all the coaches who are under contract, uh, I want you to stay, uh, you know, until we have a good idea of what we're doing. And so those those are the kind of questions that, to me, make it hard if you have coaches on your staff who you like, if you're thinking of keeping them, but you don't really know what the talent pool is out there. That's one of the reasons why I'm sure that uh, that the Chicago Bears are slow playing this. So Washington is open. The Chargers is open. Carolina, Atlanta, New England, now Tennessee. Um, what else is possible? Obviously, the Bears. Anything else? New Orleans? I mean, players are making calls overruling Dennis Allen, but whatever. I think Dennis Allen is likely to go back there and coach another year, but it certainly wasn't a good sign that the backup quarterback on the team overruled what the coaches wanted to do. And basically, look, it's too strong to say Jameis Winston staged a palace coup, but that was an utterly preposterous thing to do. And I don't care. I've seen... 90 people say, oh man, Jameis Winston, what a teammate. Love that guy. He's fantastic. Well, let me ask you this. Do you love giving a guy, Jamal Williams, a phony touchdown? Do you love giving a guy, Jamal Williams is very popular on the Saints. He's a great guy. What do you think it means to Jamal Williams when he will look at his stat column and see one touchdown this year? You know what he'll remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when we were lined up in victory formation and the team on the other side of the field was just standing there and I could just walk through him for a touchdown. Well, he'll probably remember that it was his teammates who loved him so much that they hooked him up. Maybe maybe he will. Maybe he will. But you know what? I don't want a Bush League touchdown on my resume. I don't want it. It's a phony touchdown and it shouldn't have happened. And I think it was ridiculous that it did happen. You don't go in victory formation and then run a play. You just don't do that. All right. So that I understood. Is, that's so, bull crap. So not, so not New Orleans, you don't think? And we'll see well, about Chicago. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the only other one that is interesting, and I think I find it interesting because both Adam Schefter and Jay Glazer talked about it in a conceivable way is that maybe Mike Tomlin takes a year off, you know, in Pittsburgh. I doubt it, but maybe he does. You just don't know. Um, and and I think I would make this point about Tomlin. My, my in-laws are from Pittsburgh. I'm in Pittsburgh a lot. It's crazy to me, absolutely crazy. And I understand, hasn't won a playoff game in seven years. People are very restless there. I get it. But the number of people who want him fired yesterday is mind-boggling to me. I mean, on on it, 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 if anyone is doing uh, a ranking of the 10 best coaches in football, Mike Tomlin is somewhere not lower than six or seven. And 
to, to, to listen to the populace in Pittsburgh, the, a majority of the people want him gone yesterday. It's just a weird, weird thing. Uh, but, and again, who knows? Maybe Mike feels that. I don't know. I've never asked him uh, whether he might go. So I don't know that. But the fact that Schefter openly said he might take a year off, you don't know. We'll see. Peter, I, I fear the Bears allowing history to repeat itself. They had Mitch Trubisky, but they played him with John Fox and Dow Loggins and then fired them and then hired Matt Nagy, and it was two systems and two coaches in two years. Then they had Matt Nagy, and they drafted Justin Fields, and they played him, and then they fired Matt Nagy and hired Luke Getzey and Matt Eberflus, and it was two coaches and two systems in two years. I worry that they're going to bring back Eberflus and draft Caleb Williams and then fire Matt Eberflus in a year or two and give him two systems in two or three years. Is that too big of a concern or a legitimate concern? I think it's a legitimate concern because if they draft Caleb Williams and he plays just okay and they go five and 12, my feeling is Matt Eberflus will be drummed out of there. And I think you're right. It's one of the reasons why, and look, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if Luke Getze is coming back. I assume he is, but you hear things out there. So I don't know. I If if Eberflus comes back, will there be significant changes on his coaching staff? And that's what I don't know. But I think the thing that I would say more than anything else about what's going on in Chicago right now is that I think it's really important that they, and I, hey, look, I think right now that I would keep Justin Fields and I would trade that pick either down to number three to take Marvin Harrison and to collect an extra one or to uh, trade it down, you know, whatever, 10, 12, 14 picks and get three ones out of it or whatever they would get out of it. But before anybody on the Bears decides to do that, in my opinion, I think that there needs to be a lot of study. It shouldn't be a knee-jerk thing. If they think that uh, that any of these young quarterbacks is Andrew Luck waiting to happen, pick them and suffer the consequences if it doesn't work. But you know, you need to put in the work first. My guess is that probably. They've done an awful lot of work on this already, but I don't think a decision on what to do with the pick should be made until they have some certainty on these quarterbacks in the college ranks. Once again, the NFL offseason goes through Chicago with the number one pick. We're talking to Odyssey insider Peter King right here on Parkins and Spiegel. So to the best of your knowledge, uh, does Jim Harbaugh want to go to the NFL now? Is this the moment? And do Washington and the Chargers and the Bears, uh, do those seem like the most likely potential spots for Jim? To me, the Chargers seem like the most likely spot. If you're Jim Harbaugh, you understand that to have a chance to win in the NFL, you need a quarterback. There's one opening right now that has a no-doubt quarterback. Um, Other teams have pretender quarterbacks. There's one team that has a no-doubt quarterback, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. In my opinion, if the contract is right, if the um, if the conditions are right, if he can get a general manager who he would like, if all that lines up, I would 
I shouldn't say I'd be surprised. My gut feeling is Jim Harbaugh would would take that job. Now, I don't know anything about his affection for the team that drafted him and whether that would hold much sway. He certainly understands how uh, he understands everything about the Bears. So maybe he would be excited about rekindling that. But I just don't know. First of all, if you get if you get Jim Harbaugh, then you're talking about paying a coach twenty to twenty two million dollars a year. And there are some teams where I say, I don't think they're going to do that. My opinion is that the McCaskies really do not want to do that. Yeah. How, how did you land on that number? What's because the highest paid coaches in football right now make right around twenty. I think Sean Payton makes very close to 20. Okay. So if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're not, after winning the national championship, you're not going to the NFL to be the fourth highest paid coach. Hmm. It's an interesting um, thing to think about in terms of the McCaskies because I share your learned cynicism on them because they'd have to pay Matt Eberflus for two years as well because uh, according to our Brad Biggs, it's a four-year contract and seems unlikely the Bears would do that in combination with Harbaugh. I think so too. So I don't know, maybe, <clears throat> maybe the McCaskies over the last... Uh, I maybe over the last couple of years they've changed, and maybe over the last two days after watching the game on Monday night, maybe they have said, "God, we got to have this guy." They don't strike me as a knee-jerk family or a knee-jerk organization, but you know, we'll see. I I just kind of view that it's more possible right now for Harbaugh to coach the Chargers. Quickly, before we let you go, I know they got nine figures out of it, but is the NFL prepared for the meltdown that they're going to get when the nation realizes they can't watch Chiefs Dolphins because it's on Peacock? (laughs) I'll tell you why that happened. It isn't that there are some great arm twisters at NBC, um, but I'll tell you, here's exactly how it happened. Roger Goodell took the money from a streamer, $110 million dollars, And he believes that the future, a huge part of the NFL's television future is streaming. You saw before this year, he arm twisted and got the owners to agree to flex scheduling for Thursday night football, which may be the most fan unfriendly decision I have ever seen in 40 years covering the NFL. It's idiotic. It is awful for fans, awful. But the NFL did it. You know why? Because Roger Goodell wanted to say to Amazon Prime, hey, we're on your side. We're going to give you better games this year so you can get a better number. And Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Tua Tonga-Valoa and Taylor Swift are going to be on Peacock (laughs) because Roger Goodell wants streaming to succeed And he wants that game to attract people to sign up for Peacock so that they can show the owners, see, streaming is going to work. If we give a big product, a good product, we're going to get numbers on streaming. Good stuff, Peter. Thank you as always, sir. Okay, guys. Thank you.
Thank you. Odyssey Insider Calls uh, brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin, too. I'm glad you brought up the Peacock streaming thing. Can we follow up a couple of little nuggets about the national schedule uh, this weekend? We can do that. Josh Lucas in studio at 5 o'clock. Lots more to come, including Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks tickets. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. A source told the Parkinson Spiegel Show on 670 The Score. I know those guys. Afternoons on the score. Big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Sorry about that. Smooth. Joe Coy from the Golden Globes a couple nights ago. You said you had more details that you wanted to get into for the uh, the weekend slate before we get back to the Bears? Well, I was wondering who the third broadcast team was NBC was going to use because they've got three games, and the answer is Mike Tirico twice. He's, yeah. He's doing the Saturday game. And then he's flying uh, basically home, right? Right. Because he lives in Ann Arbor, and he's doing the Lions game against the Rams Sunday night. Tirico, one of the hardest workers in broadcast. But Jason Garrett and Kaylee Hartung are doing the Saturday night game, and then Tirico is doing that Sunday game with Collinsworth and Melissa Stark. So he's the only one doing double duty, which I find interesting. Oh, mamma mia, Mike Tirico, a hard-working <laughs> Italian man. Remember remember when he went from he went from like the Super Bowl oh, yeah. to the Olympics? Olympics uh-huh. and then back to Rome, <laughs> like the, the old country. <laughs> I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> Just Taylor Street, I, I do believe. Um, but what you, know, Joe Buck used to do that kind of thing uh, every October. No more now. He just goes to the Hall of Fame. I'm saying that. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, yeah to that's right. Joe Buck and Noah Eagle, Todd Blackledge, and Catherine Tappan is your other NBC team for the Browns and Texans. But the streaming thing. It's just an extension of what the NFL has done for decades in terms of whatever the entity is, whether it was, hey, you need to get cable TV. And then it was, oh, you want to watch the extra Thanksgiving game? You need to get the NFL network. Yes. And now the 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 next frontier is streaming. So the Amazon deal happened, and now the Peacock deal happened. So I understand Peter King's frustration, but the NFL have been, as Mac used to call them, gangsters in Armani suits for a long, long time with this, working with cable providers and 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 all different platforms to try and make you sign up for stuff. And a related story, NFL Plus will also carry the Peacock game on Saturday night. I'm 98% sure that this is true. When you watch the Bears on Thursday Night Football, and I know this is true, the game is on local TV. Yes. This one is not. No, this one is on local Miami and Kansas City. I thought it wasn't. No, I just read that it is. Oh, okay. I I'd read something different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. As long as they do that and Chiefs fans and Dolphins fans in market yeah. can watch, then it doesn't offend me that much. Like, if they're going to make me pay six bucks to to watch that game, I'll pay the six bucks to watch the game, mm-hmm. and then I'll cancel my subscription. And if someone who doesn't want to, they'll learn that they can live without it, or they won't sign up for it. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's fine. I do think the NFL is getting a little greedy in terms of figuring out that, like, the whole, whole big piece of this was, of the NFL's appeal was you can't miss your game. You can't miss it. And now it's one of sixteen. It's one mm-hmm. of eight. One of seventeen. But now it's like, oh, we're playing games on Christmas. We're playing. We're playing games. Uh, we're playing games on stream. And then you realize, oh, I was fine to miss that game. It maybe over time erodes a little bit of the necessity of seeing. That. Maybe, but really, just maybe. The oversaturation doesn't seem to hurt the overall 
um, numbers no. and the income and the uh, you no, know. I mean, they're the king the of allure. everything in yeah. terms of television, and they make an insane amount of money. So Eberflus is here, Getsy is here. It's not permanent yet, but there's been no announcement either way. And are the players happy about that? We have audio proof from after the game and with the interviews on the station that we think needs discussion before we bring in Josh Lucas at 5 o'clock. Parkinson Spiegel, the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 